Welcome to The Fifth Palette Almost Killed Me, a show that gives you a behind-the-scenes look at starting and growing a consumer packaged goods business. I'm your host, Heather K. Terry. I'm a New York City area-based consultant, and I've advised and had key roles in not only my own brands, but with dozens of others as well. My main objective is to help you avoid the many mistakes I've made or been witness to in my 10-plus years as an entrepreneur. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Fifth Palette Almost Killed Me. This topic, I'll tell you, I was at a dinner a few weeks ago with another brand, and this came up, working with influencers, giving away product, doing events. (laughs) You know, it's necessary for sure. It's fun, and it can be really exciting. When I had Nibmore, we used to think that anytime we had press, that we would see our sales numbers go through the roof. And I remember one day we knew we were going to be mentioned on the Today Show and we were really, really excited. And we sat there and we just, we waited for the onslaught of orders and nothing came. (laughs) It was so disappointing. But with influencers in this day and age, you know, that was 10 years ago. So the this idea of social media and sort of getting people to purchase uh, with influencers wasn't really a thing. But when you have influencers today, when you get a really good one, you can see results within minutes of them posting. So as a brand, we all want, heck, we need to work with them. Customers follow influencers and they are influenced by them. They are literally influenced to purchase products by these individuals. But, and there's a big, big but here, there are positive and negative ways that impact your business when doing this. And we're going to talk about them today. Get out your pen and paper. We're jumping right in. Here is my big question for you all today Do you know? how you want to work with influencers as a brand. And conversely, if you're an influencer listening to this podcast, do you know how you want to work with brands? What do I mean by this? Okay, so there are a million different scenarios, but I'm going to walk you through the most common. You have a brand. You own a brand, which most of you out there do. (laughs) An influencer sees your brand on social media and reaches out to you via direct message. They tell you they want to work with you and ask you how you work with influencers. You clam up. You panic. You don't know. So you write, yes, we'd love to work with you. What do you need? And the next thing you know, you're sending $300 worth of product and Venmoing a couple hundred bucks to someone you don't know from Adam. (laughs) You have made many mistakes in this interaction, my friend. I'm not yelling at you, but we are going to break this down to a better and more effective way of working with influencers. Before I get into that, bravo to the influencers out there. You all know how to manifest what you like slash want slash need. Well done. Fortunately or unfortunately for you, I am now going to level the playing field. Because that's really what this is more about. 
leveling the playing field so that everyone wins, the influencer wins, the brand wins, and the consumers win. Most influencers out there know what they need in order to work with a brand, as I just pointed out. They know what they're asking for. They know exactly what they want from you. They, for the most part, know what size company they're targeting and what their bottom tier of working together looks like. But a lot of brands don't. I know this because I work brands through this problem, and I also happen to have a lot of friends who are influencers who kind of complain about how brands don't show up at the table with what they need, what they want, how to work together, right? So they complain about this a lot because they want to know what you, the brand, are willing to offer. And they are always willing to make a compromise if they really love your product, or at least the good ones are right? Because they want their audience to feel that what they're offering you is really authentic and it's really something that they truly love. So sometimes they are willing to compromise some dollars or doing a post differently. Um, We just had an influencer recently who said to us, okay, well, I can't professionally shoot this, but I can do X, Y, and Z. And that was really important for, for my company. How do we do this? So how do we get there with this as a brand? As a brand, you need to start by asking yourself who your ideal influencers would be. Who would you love to see holding, carrying, or eating your product? Who is into the very thing that you are making? And, you know, I'm not talking about like these huge, massive influencers. I'm talking more about smaller influencers, people with under 50,000 followers, people who are really have really, really engaged followings. So let's use an example. Right at Paper Crates, where I'm a co founder, we asked ourselves this very question What kind of influencers are we looking for? And at first, at first, what we did was we looked in our local community and we isolated out some partners who had similar likes to us, who were moms and who had an aesthetic that appealed to us or was in line with the aesthetic of our product. Right. So we isolated them out first. And next, we approached about a dozen of these influencers, these micro local influencers who we had a personal connection to. And we offered them affiliate links through Affiliately. And I've talked about Affiliately on the podcast before. And I'm going to pause here to run a little ad for Affiliately that they did not pay me to do. This affiliate tracking system is insanely easy to use and it shows real numbers and datas to brand data to brands. So really go look it up. It, it's a fantastic program. You know, we love it and you should absolutely 100% check it out. I know for sure that it is compatible with Shopify. So if you have a Shopify e-com store and you are working with affiliates and you want real data about views and all of that, um, you need to check out Affiliately for sure. Um, So, you know, we all know how much I love Shopify too. And I love that it integrates so seamlessly with Shopify and that um, everything that people are looking at through those affiliate links is showing up for you and you can actually measure it. It's really, really important. So we got those codes out and, um, and then we watched what happened. We got them out to these, these influencers. We said, Hey, put these codes into your swipe up, uh, put them on your websites. We put a cookie in there that, that embedded it in people's, um, 
computers for like 60 days. So we knew if they ever came back to the page, et cetera, et cetera, right? We didn't know that they specifically came back to the page, but it just measured how many times somebody came to a page. And then we, we just sat there and watched. We waited to see what happened after we did this. And we got a lot of information. So some influencers that we thought, right, we sat there at Paper Grades and we were like, oh, this influencer is going to be amazing. And some of those people did nothing and we were really, really disappointed with the results. And we're like, wow, I really thought that they were going to be like this great logical partner and nothing happened. And then there were others that we could not believe the results that came to us. You know, it was early days when we did this program, when we first initially did this program. So for us, the conversion into a sale wasn't necessarily what we were looking for. What we were looking for, and we knew this, so this is another question for you. Like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for those views to convert to a sale? Or are you looking for those views to just be views, to get eyes on your brand and eyes on your page? Because this way you can manage your own expectations, right? Because that's really important here too. Like, what do you want? Especially if your brand is new, you're probably not going to convert very quickly right away. And we'll talk about that in another episode somewhere down the line. But we were looking for more views than anything. And some of these partners really delivered, which really helped put us on the map right in our own backyard. Okay, so what's next after that? So those influencers, the ones that did really, really well in our pilot program, as I like to call it over at Paper Greats, we started to get serious about them. And now we're in several different kinds of partnerships with those individuals. And the rest of them, we just kind of left to the wayside. We're like, look, we gave you free product. It didn't work. Great. We're glad you enjoyed it. And we needed to move on, right? Because you can't just keep pouring money into something that you get no return on, right? But we were able to measure that and really see the results of it. But before we got, so before we got into these partnerships with the people that did well in that pilot pilot program, we had to define what we could and couldn't do. This is really important, right? Some influencers will come to you with a very clearly defined package. I will do X and Y for Z dollars. Great. But what if you can't pay that? What if your brand can't pay that? What can you pay? Do you even know? Do you know if you can you can pay people at all? Right? You know, so that's, that's a really great place to start asking yourself the question: Can I even pay an influencer, or can you give them a commission for converted sales, like affiliately or similar programs, or can you only give them free product? How many paid sponsorships can you do a year, and for how much? You must figure this out. Otherwise, you'll just be spending money all over the place with no clear idea on what you are getting in return. So what I'm saying is create a deal or contract. Figure out what you can do, how much of it you can do, and then put it down on paper so that when these talks come up, you are ready. I have a very influential friend. I will not name her name, but she will know when she listens to this podcast that I'm telling her story because we just had this conversation the other day when I was talking about writing this podcast. So she's a very influential friend of mine who has a brand telling her from, they've been telling her for months, right? They're putting something together for her. They're putting a package together for her. And it's been months. And all she is getting is a bunch of empty promises. 
Do you think she's waiting around from, for them? Do you think she's excited about them? Do you think she will have uh, second thoughts when they finally come back to her about it, right? So she's not waiting around from them, no. And and they look unprofessional and they just look all over the place. And it's it's really not a good look when you're trying to present your brand to the world with someone who has the power to do that. So what I'm saying to all of you out there is to have your baseline all set up and ready to go. And if you need to make adjustments or create a special program, it will be that much easier because you already have the foundation. Make sense? Since we're on the topic of contracts, let's talk about giving things away. I mean, we may as well, right? I mentioned it up in the intro. So I've been doing this for over 10 years. And from day one of opening Nib More Chocolate, we got asked for free products for events. This is really, really common. But what do you think I did wrong? Because I did a lot wrong. Yep, I just gave stuff away. I think, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds worthy. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds exactly like the right demographic for us. I, I had no idea what I was talking about. And I barely did a lick of research. And do you think I was rewarded? No, I will never see those dollars come back in product ever for the rest of my life. <laughs> but just like anyone, sometimes I think to myself, oh yeah, we know that group or organization. They've got our back. No problem. But what do you think happens when I just like let my guard slip, to, slip a little bit? When deliverables are not clearly defined, more often than not, it doesn't work out in your favor. And that's just human nature, right? That's not me blaming anybody or pointing a finger. It's just that, you know, if you don't have it written down in a contract or some kind of agreement and it's in a bunch of different emails, things slip through the cracks, right? And people think you're not watching. So a little while ago, Paper Greats did an event with a group we've been working with since we started our business. For the most part, this group delivers most of what they promise, and we're happy to always help them out. One day, we got a very last minute request and my business partner bent over backwards to get items to them. There was a delivery snafu um, and she, my, my business partner, Selena at Paper Grades, her, she, her whole day, she totally wrecked her whole day. She's like, okay, my day is scrapped. I'm going to drive to the location. I'm going to re-deliver more of the item, but it wasn't the original item, right? The original item was stuck somewhere in some warehouse um, with the sender. And so she had to rewrap everything beautifully for this event. And it was just a total show right? So she does all this and then it comes time for them to deliver on all the posts and mentions and all the different influencers and people that were in the room and how they were going to do it. And they had promised us all of this via email and it was all this back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? Just like the Today Show, it didn't happen. <laughs> Or at least it didn't happen the way we thought it was going to. It was uh, there was like one mention, and everything else was not there, and it was it was really tough. And you know, this is me, right? I've been doing this a long time. You all know how long I've been in this game, and maybe these women didn't. But long story short, I let them know they hadn't held up their end of the bargain in a firm but very kind way. And maybe that's an episode down the line. I don't know, um, but there's an art to that. And of course, of course right? Of course they were embarrassed. Anyone who is caught is. They did their best to deliver, but there were several influencers involved in the event that quite frankly, this was not their kind of product. It was not their 
vibe. It was just, it, it just, it didn't line up quite right. So they didn't care about it. And so we never saw those promises lived out. They just, it, it never, it never went all the way through, even after calling, calling it out. So now what did I learn from that? Again, repetition is the mother of all skill, right? <laughs> so what did I learn from that now? Now I require a contract for all those transactions, even if it's with a friend, with whoever, right? We have to have a contract. Why? Because it helps us all, everybody involved, the person, event, whoever it is, influencer, non-influencer, whatever it is, right? It helps everybody there take it so much more seriously. If influencers and other partners can't deliver on our contract, or if we can't deliver on our contract, they now know that they shouldn't ask us for anything the next time, and we sh- or we shouldn't ask them if we couldn't deliver, right? It's just, it's a nice way to just kind of say, okay, we delivered or we didn't deliver. And you kind of know, right? Because you can just see it there in black and white on a page. It helps everyone take a partnership or event and those deliveries that much more seriously. It's really, really important, right? You want to, you only have so much money in your business. You only have so much time in your business. And if you're not getting back what you need, you're just wasting it. And time is, is really the only thing that we're all on that level playing field with, right? We all have 24 hours in a day and time is money, right? So I'm in the business of relationships and delivering on my word. And I expect that of every single person that I work with. The moral of the story, (laughs) get organized and cover your ass. Know what your business can handle and manage people's expectations. They will manage yours. In fact, require them to manage yours. This is how to build great relationships with influencers, other brands, and partners. Take them seriously and see them take you seriously in return. And then everything's clear. And it's really good. Clarity is is really underrated, everyone. Just just remember that clarity is super underrated. Be clear and see results. Remember, the fifth palette almost killed me always comes out on Tuesdays. To get past and current business templates and tools, go to my website at heatherkterry.com and sign up for my newsletter or buy my book, From Broadway to Wall Street, Cautionary Tales of an Unlikely Entrepreneur, which is available on Amazon. If you have an idea or question for the podcast, go over to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app where this podcast is hosted or direct message me on Instagram at Heather K. Terry. I love hearing from listeners and make sure you you are subscribed to the podcast on iTunes so you don't miss anything. And I say this all the time. I know I'm a little bit of a broken record about it, but I really appreciate all the reviews on iTunes. It really means a lot to me. It really helps the podcast. Please go over there and show your support and say something nice. I'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to work with me directly, again, go to heatherkterry.com and scroll down the contact page to sign up for some time using Calendly. The Fifth Palette Almost Killed Me is executive produced by Selena Fletcher, and all visual elements are created by Casey Alvarez and the Alvarez Branding Company. Now, get out there and do something to move your business forward. Get your partnership programs outlined. Till next time.